the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. And then uh, in just a moment, we're going to start our live stream that we do also on uh, Facebook. We'll get that going as well. But this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, call them today. Now, right now, as you, uh, if you've seen the weather forecast, it's going to start to get, we have another big cold blast that's going to be coming in. So call Coogan Heating today. You can depend on them. You know what you need? I was speaking with someone, and what you need when the weather gets uh, cold like this what you need, first and foremost, you need someone that you can depend on. <clears throat> and that's why you can depend on R.E. Coogan Heating today. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Give them a call. Maybe right now you're having a problem with your heating system. Give them a call at Coogan Heating. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. So I'm telling you right now on this Wednesday at, here we are, folks. Again, it's the middle of the week, 1207 on this January 19th. What has been a remarkable news month, as a matter of fact. But if I was having a, a problem with our heating system, that's who I would call. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm only recommending you do what I would do if I was in the same situation. Remember, plumbing, heating, and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, and reliable. You can depend on Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Again, look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. But again, if, if, if just right now, let's say for whatever reason our heating system went out, that's who I would call. You know why? Because you can depend on Coogs. Whether it's the Coogie Point or his support for law enforcement, they are reliable, they are dependable, they are trustworthy, they are helpful. You know, Coogs is the type, if I had a real, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, when you get into a situation with that, you need someone. Trust is a, is a big part of it, I believe. And someone that I do is R.E. Coogan and Heating. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, right now it's 12.08 in the Ocean State. Good afternoon to everybody that is uh, tuning in for our live, our noon report. We had a very extensive, <coughs> excuse me, very extensive one after dark last night after the Governor McKee State of the State. And uh, and then, you know, I, I want to just reset. But in case you want to see that or be part of it, if you just find your way to my Facebook page, John DePietro Show, We've actually partnered with RI1 News, but uh, you can see that and be part of it and then link through. But it was it was pretty interesting because last night, the whole purpose that I was, uh, it was supposed to be reaction to uh, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee and his state of the state last night. So the governor delivered his first state of the state. I want to give credit to, you just heard him last hour, Dan McGowan, columnist for the Boston Globe. You know, he is, uh, I'm not going to say he's a truth-sayer because he, he does his homework. I want you to understand, I gravitate towards people who can tell me something that I don't know. That guy always tells me things that I don't know. You can also. That's why we offer Roadmap. But he offered uh, last week a, an interesting um, observation leading up to it. And that is that the idea that you're just going to stand up, you know, in front of a room full of people. And flawlessly deliver a speech using the teleprompter. The, the McKee people, I think it was yesterday or Tuesday, they released a photo. And the governor's got his URI hat on and he's got an emergency management jacket on, I think, and a, a vest. But Dan McGowan had said, you know, it's, it's not as easy as people think. And he's exactly right. Because you see there's a teleprompter on the right, there's one on the left, and that's within the speech rolls. Now, hear me out. People that or on television, they become very accustomed to the teleprompter. However, if you're not used to that, it's, I'm not saying you, you can't master it, but it's something that you have to do over time. You don't instantly, okay, I'm good with it. And you could see in the very beginning, that wasn't something that President Trump, you know, had 
done. And then he, you know, really got good. And, and the way is, so you have all your written remarks, and then they slowly go up. And the way you time it is, so when you're looking to the right, you're reading off the right teleprompter. And then when you, you know, you don't want to always just be looking in one place delivering a, a speech. Then when you look left, when you really become good at it, you can then pick up where you are on the page over there. But, however, if you're not used to it, it, it can be a challenge. And last night you saw that. But I just want to back up for a second. The whole purpose of doing a Facebook Live last night live stream and a one after dark was really just to get the reaction of people <clears throat> with Governor McKee and his state of the state. But what it turned into was, and if you didn't see it, in the past they've delivered the Republican response. And they've had different people delivered. Last night it was... Minority leader, Blake Filippi, and he's the House minority leader. He's a representative. He represents the southern part of the state, Charlestown, Block Island, uh, in and around Westerly and so forth. But Blake Filippi, who's the House minority leader, if you saw it, um, and, and that what was, what was also different, and, and from what I understand, the McKee people are upset about it, but in the past, the media hasn't always carried it live. Or in the past, the Republicans, for whatever reason, just put someone and didn't get the full coverage. Last night, channels 10, 12, and 6 all carried the Republican response. And that's why last hour, if you heard the program, it was it was a stark contrast. And I don't mean that in a good way to Governor McKee. Because, no, granted, he's the governor. He gave a much longer speech. I would argue too long. It was very slow moving. They were moving the teleprompter very slow. At times, the governor butchered the speech, made certain mistakes. Um, again, he's also in front of a room full of people. It'd be hard enough to do if you were just alone. But Governor McKee, uh, I will say this about the former mayor of Cumberland. I believe that he did he did the best that he's capable of doing. I would also say this about Governor McKee. I have, I have every reason to believe when I say he is who he is, I'm, I'm not convinced he's going to get much better. I think in his mind, he's working as hard as he can. I believe that. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him lazy. Um, he's working as hard as he can, and I think he's doing the best he can. The voters will have to decide, is that the best that the voters can do? But Blake Filippi hit a home run last night, a House minority leader. Governor McKee is very fortunate, unless something changes, that Filippi, Blake, is not running for governor. Because if he had said... At the end of his Republican response, that's why I would like your vote to elect me the next governor of the state. That would be problematic. Now, he's not running. And unless something changes, I don't think he's running to replace Jim Langevin either. But it was a stark contrast between the two men where Governor McKee, he was fumbling and bumbling a little bit. He was a little little bit of, uh, he had a little Biden in him last night. Now, granted, the stakes are higher. It was much longer speech. Um, but, I, I, and I don't know if he could do any better. I think, I, I'll stick with that. I think Governor Dan McKee, I think he did the best he can. But now the people of Rhode Island will decide. You know, is that the, the best? The, is there someone that could do better for us? Maybe there isn't. You know, maybe, maybe there isn't. Um, not a great analogy, but Mac Jones... On Saturday night, um, there was a big discussion, you know, I know in sports, is, is he an elite quarterback? Will he ever be an elite quarterback? Mac Jones, he's not Josh Allen. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Jimmy G. Um, there's a difference between a great quarterback and an elite quarterback. So, But Mac Jones was not the problem. My point is... As it's been argued, you know, early in his career, Brady was really not considered an elite quarterback. He became one. But early in his career, he was he was not considered one. Governor McKee is not early into his career. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is either going to get win the primary and then he's either going to get elected next this November, this November. And then if not, I, I mean, again, people are living longer. You know, it's amazing with the obituary pages. I mean, when you read the obits, it's incredible how many people or even on Facebook are, you know, living to be 100 years old. People are definitely living longer. So 
you know, President Biden is certainly no spring chicken. But I, I just I'm saying I think you can make an argument that if Governor McKee is not successful, I'm not convinced he might run for another office. I don't know. But where Blake Filippi, that was a very strong performance last night. Very, very strong performance uh, by the House Minority Leader. So now I want to touch on something that Governor McKee basically, you know, he certainly didn't mention it last night. And and I did mention it last hour. But this is a situation. I, I'm not going to say the Rhode Island media, local media got scooped because they didn't. Because the Boston Globe wrote extensively about what's going on at Rhode Island Hospital. And it's not pretty. And that's one of the reasons why the Biden administration are sending in emergency disaster medical teams. So what you have to understand, the way real media operations work is they don't you don't duplicate what someone else is doing. So if the Boston Globe did an extensive series of stories on Rhode Island Hospital, which they did, if you're the Washington Post, you know, they probably read that. You don't want to go in and then just do more stories about Rhode Island Hospital. So the Washington Post, to their credit, instead, they came in and spent a day at Kent Hospital. Now, before I tell you what they found at Kent Hospital, I did mention it last hour, and, and it's frightening. But, folks, this portion of the program is brought by Brood Awakenings. Listen, stop it and see them. Discover the brood difference. You'll find out why. Uh, you know, it happened even just today. Someone said, I want to meet with you, get your thoughts about the Langevin seat. I said, okay, we can either meet at the Brood Awakenings, Pontiac Avenue, Cranston, or the Brood Awakenings uh, on Bald Hill Road in Warwick, because the person's in that area. If it was a little north of Providence, I'd say, all right, why don't we pick either the Brood Awakenings, there's two locations in Johnson. You'll discover why. Pop in there. If you're listening right now, a delicious, fresh lunch is waiting for you at Brood Awakenings. Cozy environment, big, comfortable chairs, big screen TVs. They run such a great operation. Delicious drinks and food. Discover the brew difference that it's locally owned. Um, But what the Washington Post found, and now I'm finding... It's going on in other places. Now, we may have a guest. Someone sent me a message, and I asked if they want to come on, and we'll see if they want to come on. I won't give out their name just yet, but listen to uh, this particular person. Uh, So she was listening last hour at what I described Folks, let, let me be very clear. And the rest of the local media right now is trying to, not, and that's not entirely true. I just saw two members of the media acknowledge the story. Um, it's, it's, it's very damaging to Rhode Island. It is. It's embarrassing. If you are somewhere outside of our area and you're reading that, Rhode Island is the Haiti of the North. Rhode Island is third world. It's an embarrassing story. Governor McKee should be ashamed of himself. But I received this. I won't give her a full name. I've worked in the emergency room at Landmark in Woonsocket for 12 years. I've never seen things like I see them now. Much like Kent. Holding more patients than we have open beds for rescues and walk-in. Drawing blood, doing EKGs in the waiting room. And some of the people are getting very sick. There's also a large population of people calling the rescue and walking in because they want COVID swab which is a gross abuse of the emergency rooms. That's something Governor McKee should address. He hasn't addressed. Governor McKee should have said, listen, no more of this. We're going to turn you away. You don't call 911 because you want to get tested for COVID. That's an abuse of the system. She writes, we also, like everyone else, been dealing with this for two years. It's getting progressively worse. Horrible staffing. We weren't there before Kevin. Now, two years in a row. Not one penny, any sort of hazard pay bonus or anything else. Well, Governor McKee, as Blake Filippi correctly pointed out, is giving, he gave those Providence teachers $3,000 bonuses. He's giving the state workers $3,000 bonuses. Those aren't the people that should be getting the hazard pay. <clears throat> Most of us are working 60 to 80 hours a week. And although most of the patients that come in need to be in the emergency room, a large portion of them do not need to go, 
but they don't want to wait to see the doctors. That should be addressed. I come back to Governor McKee, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott has dropped the ball. They've never addressed illegals and other people abusing emergency rooms in Rhode Island. Never. They've never addressed it. And it's irresponsible and it's a dereliction of duty. Those other people that come in treat us horribly. We're verbally abused, constantly yelled at. People don't understand why they're there so long. This is why I'm not sure that when Governor McKee decided where he's going to send the National Guard to Butler Hospital was on the list. That's a mental health facility, which is not any less important, but they could cap out at the number of patients they take. I know this because mental health patients also are also 70 to 100 hour boarders in the emergency rooms because there's no available mental health beds. I 100% them going to Rhode Island Hospital. It's the biggest hospital we have. It's the only trauma, local trauma center. <clears throat> but they should have spread out between the Rhode Island hospitals. We're on the same boat. I truly feel instead of giving state workers and union employees bonuses, he should have taken care of the health care providers. Still hanging in there since the beginning. She is, I hope, I, I, I replied, you know, I'd love to have you on the radio. I'd love people to hear from you. Folks, this is... Um, <clears throat> You know, that to me right now, and let me be very clear, right now at 1222, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show, to me, that's the true state of the state, not what Governor McKee laid out last night. I didn't hear one thing. Now, listen, I recognize maybe the speech isn't geared for me. I didn't hear one part of that speech that improves the life of regular Rhode Islanders, not one. Certainly nothing about cutting taxes, even though they could. Nothing about reducing sales taxes, even though they could. And the whole housing thing is a scam. The fact that they're going to put all this money aside so people don't have to put down a down payment. So they're going to have 50 million. I think it's a pool of 50 million that let's see right now. Someone that's listening, you want to buy a home, whatever the price is. Let's just say it's I'm just going to throw this out. Three hundred thousand. All right. You know, 10% down, 20% down some people, but <clears throat> so you need to come up with 30 grand, right? So that is the biggest obstacle. So Governor McKee's going to have a pool of $50 million where you go to the state and they put down your deposit. But I'm already hearing from people that this is going to be, the money's going to be doled out to political insiders, that their children, they're going to get the money for their first home. And then you also have political insiders that they're going to start buying all these properties to use them as rental investment properties. And now they don't have to put any money down. So, you know, and, and based on the way we've seen him operated with his friends at ILO Group and his friends uh, with uh, Tony Silva, Mr. Third Person, <clears throat> I have no reason to doubt that that's going to happen. Governor McKee, Governor Dan McKee is proving himself to be. And I don't mean that to rhyme, but he is proving himself to be a real Rhode Island, I know a guy, political insider. He's even a, a smaller pond because, you know, it's like everyone, if you didn't know him when he was either mayor or Cumberland lieutenant governor, like that's that's the talent pool he's, he's drafting from. Can you imagine if the Patriots only drafted players from New England schools? Can you imagine the New England Patriots? If you want to play for the Patriots, okay, they only take players from Brown, Boston College, Northeastern, Harvard, Yale, UConn, Hampshire. No, no. Patriots, you know, draft players from all over the country. The NBA, it's all over the world. <clears throat> but that's who Governor McKee is. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. I am asking you on this Wednesday, listen, do yourself a favor. Make Propane Plus your propane provider. In Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The name of the company is Propane 
P-R-O-P-A-N-E, propane, but it's propane plus, heating and cooling. Three generations, I toured their facility, two facilities, Rehoboth and East Greenwich. And folks, this is who you want to deal with. So if you're a business and maybe you're using a lot of propane for your tanks outside, heating and lights, or maybe just for your home or business, call Propane Plus today. They're available 24-7. It's a great operation, Propane Plus. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I'd like you to log on at the website, dipietro.com, and it's brought to you by uh, Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat is so terrific. Do you know Pat Elston? Well, you should know her. Call her, 401-474-5253. There's a link on the website, dipietro.com, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Contact realtor Pat Elston. If you're going to buy a home, sell a home, buy a piece of property, sell a piece of property, call Pat. This is no time for on-the-job training or rookies in action. You want Pat Elston. All right, I want to mention again, because I think it is this significant. Right now, it is um, 1227, folks. We're going live until uh, 2 o'clock on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. President Biden's going to try to do a press briefing this afternoon at four o'clock. I also want to be very clear that, um, and I will talk about the Langevin seat because there's a lot, there's a lot going on with that. But let, let's just be, you know, lack of a better expression, but let's just be real about this. All right, who, who really has faith that President Biden, solo now, can get through a presidential press conference? Um, is that the most important part of the job? It's become something that if you want to hold that office, that we've become accustomed that they should be able to do. So, and I know some people feel, well, it's not everything and blah, blah, blah. He's got other strengths. But let's, you know, let's be honest. His staff, the party, Democrat, they're collectively going to be holding their breath. Because President Biden trying to get through A press briefing this afternoon has all the makings of a potential complete train wreck. It does. Could go off the rails really quickly. Um, He is clearly not up to the job. He clearly doesn't have a handle on things. And folks, we are in very dangerous territory on this Wednesday, January 19th. Because if you're not paying attention... To what's going on right now with Russia and Ukraine. Putin is about to really test President Biden because they're going to invade the Ukraine. They are. They see the Biden presidency as a chance as a land grab. As if we don't have enough trouble right now. They think he is weak and they are willing to push his buttons. Um, this The Ukraine-Russian situation, I know right now people don't think... People aren't fully paying attention to it, unaware of it. It's a major problem. It's a major problem. And uh, they, they make, are making no signs to slow down. So this is all the makings of it. Now, keep in mind, major crime. Crime is out of control in the country right now. COVID is a major problem in the country right now. Inflation is a major problem. The supply chain situation is still... Excuse me, a major problem right now. Russia, Ukraine is about to become a major problem. But I can't emphasize enough. I want you to picture you're living somewhere else other than Rhode Island. And you're reading this story in the Washington Post that is being picked up by media everywhere. And they talk about a woman, 70 years old, that arrived at the emergency room at Kent Hospital in Warwick, Rhode Island, waited 10 hours, 10 hours in a department meeting room, not in the, in a department meeting room, waiting to be seen 36 hours after she arrived. 36 hours after she arrived, they finally put her in a bed on a floor in Kent Hospital. Folks, this is, let me be very clear. If you're in another part of the country and you're reading this, would if you read this, would you want to go to that state, city, what have you? This is like, this is third world. I'm not even going to say this is like third world. 
This is third world. Governor McKee, of course, no mention at all. In a nearby hallway, five people sat in chairs. Two women lay on gurneys just in the hallway. No beds available. Someone needs to be in intensive care. And he gives that blanking rah-rah state of the state last night. He even screwed up the line. He was supposed to say the state of the state of Rhode Island is strong. Or I have his full speech, but he screwed up the line. He just said the state of Rhode Island is strong. 36 hours. Folks, they have people. They're drawing blood from people out in their cars in the parking lot. Intravenous drips in the waiting room. There's an overflow tent outside connected, right, to the emergency room. So there's an overflow tent outside. There's no one running the tent outside. That's just where they're putting people, a tent outside. People are waiting 12 hours to be seen at the emergency room. Never mentioned it last night. I, you know, as, as I have said in the past, <clears throat> I don't know what our options are going to be. I don't know what our options are going to be. But the question that the people in Rhode Island are going to have to ask themselves is going to be, is this really the best we can do? Is this really? And I hear from a number of you that, you know, knew Governor McKee when he was, uh, you know, mayor of Cumberland and good guy and trying to help small business and lieutenant governor and so forth. This is a different, it, it, it could be very simple that he is simply not up to the job. It could be as simple as that because and then there's also an element of like, is that like I said, so that's really the best that we can do. If you're reading that, I, I am reading this story. And, you know, folks, I also want to mention because the head of the emergency room in Kent Hospital has kind of been saying what I've been telling people for quite some time, which is you got to stay away from the emergency rooms. <clears throat> some things they're not addressing. And also, let me be very clear about this. This does fall on Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, but ultimately it falls on Governor McKee. You know what else? Last night he actually had the gall to get into the whole thing of um, and Rhode Island's number one, like that foolishness. You tell that to the people that are waiting. Rhode Island is number one in what? Tell that to the people that are waiting 36 hours to be put into a bed. At Ken Hospital, 36 hours treating people out in the parking lot. What a joke. Let me just find the line that, again, I get the whole nature of it. This was his coming out party. And he loves the idea about the kitchen table, even though it's actually cliche. And, you know, I've seen where little roadie has been. And all this money he's going to throw around. You have to ask yourself, you know, what good are these brand new schools? Hundreds of million, millions, no bid contracts to give to the schools, to the unions, really, to build these schools. What good is that if we don't have the proper health care system? And we obviously don't have a proper health care system. And I, I recognize that. You know, a big part of this falls onto the hospitals, but ultimately, you know, I'm not saying you have to be um, totally reinventing the wheel here, but, you know, when in doubt, why not just copy whatever they're doing in Massachusetts? Because what they're doing in Massachusetts, and for that matter, even Connecticut, it's better than than the, the job the team McKee is doing. So, you know, and they they never address the problem with why is there low-income housing or lack of low-income housing. They've never, uh, they refuse to, you know, some of the problems with running sanctuary city, sanctuary state, 
as I've told you, the illegals take up a lot of low-income housing. I'm not saying it's everything, but I, I don't. I didn't hear one thing last night about cutting taxes. They have completely failed to bring in and attract any companies. As I talked about the other day, they've basically given up. Here it is last night in the speech. We're number one in the nation for tests per capita. That's, that's not a positive. That means we're wasting tests on people that show no symptoms. There's no reason. If someone feels completely fine and you show no symptoms of COVID, you don't need to test those people. So this business just two weeks ago, we did four times more capita than Massachusetts. What, what, how does that help someone waiting for 12 hours to be seen in an emergency room? I don't know. Uh, later this week, I'll be announcing a committee of Rhode Island Health lead the search for, you know, I, I, I believe, as I've said, that I think if I want to be fair and objective, um, I, I think he's doing the best job that he can do. But I'm just not convinced that that is the best job for the people. This situation with the healthcare system, how they've screwed it up. There's Dr. Scott last night, you know, and I get it. They want to honor her and she stood up and everything else. But a lot falls on Governor McKee. He's got to, you know, and then voters will decide. Uh, believe me, folks, I, I'm not thrilled with who, you know, what are our options right now? Nellie Gorbea, Seth Magaziner, no, no, Map. Brown, no. Helena Folks. Uh, Helena Folks, who ran CVS, she's in favor of illegals getting driver's licenses. And yesterday, Helena Folks, in a live interview, after she had rolled out her idea for voting, improving voting in Rhode Island, she admitted she doesn't know what ballot harvesting is. And so I, I wouldn't be shocked if Helena Bonanno folks pivoted towards that congressional seat for Landrin. Wouldn't be shocked at that because she is nowhere in the race for governor right now. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show right now at 1238 on this Wednesday, it's brought to you by Henry Oil. Henry Oil, call them today, 401-521-0200. Lock and cap pricing, service contracts, budget plans, automatic delivery, oil burner service. Who's your oil provider? Make the switch to Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, online at henryoil.com. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today at 401-521-0200. Folks, check out petro.com Number of unique stories. If you want to know the real reason why Jim Langevin's leaving, Dan McGowan hinted a part of it. This morning, and that is, <clears throat> I think he'd like to become the president of Rhode Island College. But President uh, Congressman Langevin, <clears throat> I'm not convinced. I don't think he'd be a good match for Rhode Island College. Uh, number one, he doesn't have a doctorate. He is well-educated. Uh, he has no education with that. Listen, I don't care what they say. His health is not that good. Um, I... I, I Wow. I mean, I, I don't think that helps Rhode Island College if Congressman Langevin becomes the president of Rhode Island College. But I, I have heard the same thing, that that's something's instant. But you read petro.com. He also has some financial questions to answer. There's going to be an explosive piece coming out about Langevin. And he has this scheme that he and his brother make these investments. I don't know all the details on it, but he definitely has some regulators wondering about he got a, a he's had thirty one percent returns on certain investments that certainly raises some red flags in Congress. They're about to they're about to ban members of Congress the ability to trade stocks because Congress they learn you know they have valuable information they have valuable inside information about things that that could become law that could have tremendous impact on things. In Congress, one line slipped in on a piece of legislation can mean the difference literally of millions of dollars. So Langevin, his name keeps banding about 
People are wondering some of the financial deals he's done. I think that's also part of the factor, plus the COVID situation. But I want to mention his seat situation in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the program, and if you check out the website, petro.com, you can also shop in the shop. If you want to contact me, if you want to email me, or if you'd like to advertise on the program, go to the website, petro.com. Brought by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you. I had a great meal there the other day at the Coesed Inn. But as, as much as Langevin seat, here's how I think this Langevin seat, CD2, Congressional District 2, there's a lot of benefits. And I believe right now, now yesterday we had on Bob Lancia. Uh, Bob Lancia, who was a rep, he ran against Jim Langevin two years ago. And... Bob Lancey, as much as he said, hey, we only need 8%, uh, he didn't win one city or town against Jim Langevin. All right. And I'm not trying to, you know, knock him or anything like that. He didn't win any cities or towns. Jim Langevin did. I mean, excuse me, Lancia did not. I don't believe he is going to face a primary. And I will say right now, uh, the person of if you if someone were to ask me, if someone did this morning, if, who is the strongest person to make a run? For that Langevin seat, it is former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. And I'll tell you why. There's several attractive elements about Congressional District 2. Number one, you don't have to deal with the east side of Providence. The Democrats bury a lot of votes in the east side. That's not part of it. There's some part of Providence, but it's not as much as, <clears throat> it's not as much as like all of Providence. Number two, you don't have to deal with Pawtucket and Central Falls. Number three, Biden's approval rating continues to go down. President Biden's approval rating continues to go down. Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, when he ran against Gina Raimondo in 2018, he won Cranston. He won Cranston. He won Coventry. He beat Raimondo in Coventry. He barely lost. He did lose, but he barely lost in Warwick and North Kingstown. Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, if he were to run for the Langevin seat, First of all, I think he wins Cranston. Secondly, I think he wins Warwick. He's already won Coventry. I think he could do that again. He won West Warwick um, last time around. I think he'd win West Warwick. Now, there's some other areas as well. The biggest problem, he probably wouldn't do great in Providence, but he's not going to get crushed the way he did with Raimondo. Raimondo beat Fung by, I think it was close to 30,000 votes in Providence. But you just don't have as many votes in Providence. So if he was just somewhat competitive in Providence, if he got half of the vote total, whoever, he would be competitive in Providence. Here's what Bob Lancia has to ask himself. If Alan Fung enters the race, <clears throat> could he beat Alan Fung in a primary? Who would win Cranston? Now, again, I, I like Bob Lancia. I had him on the program yesterday. He's a nice enough guy. To, it is true, he ran two years ago. But there's a number of people that are looking for it, looking at that seat. Now, Narragansett, southern Rhode Island, is very earthy crunchy. It is. You have a lot of progressives down there. You have a lot of uh, earthy crunchy progressives. They teach a URI or the Rindu, save the bay, like that type of thing. So there's definitely... An element of a Democrat base down there. But the, the real makings, if, if you're Cranston Mayor Alan Fung and you win Cranston, let's just say in a general, and you win Cranston, Warwick, Coventry, West Warwick, North Kingstown, that that's really tough to beat. That's going to be really tough to beat. Now, also, he does also some fairly well in some of the outer situate Johnston's part of the district. Fung won Johnston. Um, <clears throat> Trump won Johnston. I think Trump, I think Fung won Johnston. But he, he, he is a solid, I don't know if he's going to run for that. We don't know if Cranston Mayor Ellen Fung is going to run for it. Uh, Blake Filippi, I had said Blake Filippi. I thought he could have beat Langevin. He, he has not shown an indication to run. I think right now the one to watch would be former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. And here's something else that the Democrat Party won't tell you. The Democrats for the Langevin seat, they're, they're going to have a, a crowded field. And they're going to have a lot of left progressives in that field. 
Um, as I've told you, you know, Nellie Gorbea is not running for it. Nellie Gorbea, her plan of getting elected governor is contingent on votes that she has buried in the city of Providence. If she <clears throat> runs for that congressional seat, she loses a lot of them. So I don't think she begs off that. Um, Helena Folks lives in Narragansett. She may she may fold the tent on her race for governor and pivot into that. But she's already been on the record saying she'd give driver's license to illegals. I'll tell you what's not going to play well in congressional race two. Where the second district that is held by Jim Langevin. See, the second district is not held. Pre- President Trump, by the way, President Trump did very well in CD2. President Trump did very well in CD2. I'll tell you how well President Trump did. And this is, um, you know, I'm going to get him on the program. He is a, um, let's see, he is a Providence College professor. Uh, it's not uh, Professor Rongo. And hold on, I just want to, he put out an interesting tweet of information to give you an idea of just how well Uh, Here it is. Adam Myers. I don't know him, but under proposed version of uh, CD2, which is Congressional District 2, Trump would have won 43 percent in 2020 and 46 percent in 2016. 46 percent in 2016. Unlike Congressional District 1, which is northern part of the state, Cicilline, and East Bay, it's not overwhelmingly Democrat. Under the right circumstances, a GOP candidate could be competitive, very competitive, very, very competitive. And, and I believe that that is accurate. And, and I believe, again, now, Bob Lancia, you know, it's not like it's not like he's got dibs on it. He is um, he is certainly, you know, he can still certainly run. But with Bob Lancia. No one said politics was fair. No one could. That's not fair to Bob Lancia. Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Um, I I would say right now on this Wednesday at 1248 that it would be his race to lose. I think he'd be a heavy favorite. Favorite. Now, there are other names. Patricia Morgan's name, who we like. We like Brett Morgan a lot. She is supposedly a maybe for that position. We'll have to wait and see. She's not ruling it out. Uh, but if Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, folks, the stars could align. Yeah, like let, let's let's be honest with each other. Right now at twelve forty eight, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. Rhode Island right now has no representation in Washington. The Republicans are going to take over the House. Kevin McCarthy is going to be the next speaker, and Nancy Pelosi is out, and Mitch McConnell is going to take over the Senate. And even you're even at Dan McGowan saying Rhode Island congressional delegation would become Jack Reed and Republican Congressman Alan Fung. That would be the power base. Uh, If let's just say for a moment, I'm going to say Alan Fung, if he ran and won, he'd be the first Asian congressional person, I think, in New England or certainly in Massachusetts, Rhode Island. He would be the only Republican in Congress from Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. That gives them a lot of pull. And I think if if that is competitive, then meaning, you know, see, what they look for in Washington is a competitive race. If there's a competitive race that's winnable, they will come in. If Fung were the candidate and it was showing that he could win or was ahead in a poll or leaning Republican, You could look at an endorsement from President Trump. You could look at an endorsement from Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, Glenn Youngkin. Uh, Mayor Fung already has a strong relationship with former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. You could see some high profile Republicans want to come in to try to help him uh, pull this out. And I'm telling you right now. Right now, I, I believe this is the election it changes because, let's face it, listen, Langevin, Langevin, Cicilline, they do nothing for half of the state. Langevin would do nothing for anyone who was a Republican. The only people they would help, Langevin would, would rubber stamp 
whatever Congressman Cicilline said, they were a rubber stamp for the Biden White House. And the Democrat Party is going to be knocked out. And it's not going to stop the red wave. The Republican. plan is going to be in 2024 to retake the White House. And it is all the makings of that right now. <clears throat> and I like CD2 also. You don't have to worry about Cicilline. You don't have to worry about all his funny business. Uh, you know, they get away with a lot. You don't have to worry about East Providence. You don't have to worry about Newport. Congressional District 2 is very different than CD1. Again, as I said, you don't have to worry about the east side of Providence. They bury a lot of votes there. You don't have to worry about Pawtucket, Central Falls. CD2 is very different than CD1. So I also believe the Democrat primary, hear me out because this is important. But we've seen, I, I think the Democrat primary could produce a very progressive candidate. A very progressive candidate, which makes it even more attractive for someone like a former Cranston mayor, Alan Fung. If he decided to run, I don't know. Maybe former, maybe current Representative Patricia Morgan decides to run. I don't know. Maybe there's someone who would think to run that hasn't raised their hand yet or I'm just not thinking of. But here's what I can already tell you. You know, when they stand, when the progressives stand in Providence... And talk about defund the police and abolish the police and everybody cheers. That doesn't play outside of Providence. When they stand there and talk about people shouldn't have to work. The government should pay people not to work. They cheer in Providence. They don't cheer outside of Providence. When they stand there and say illegal aliens should get driver's licenses and everybody should get free health care, including the illegals. They cheer in Providence. They don't cheer in CD2. No, they do. I'm telling you right now, I think I have a pretty good handle on a lot of the issues in CD2. You poll voters in Cranston and Warwick and see how they feel about abolish the police. See how they feel about driver's licenses for illegals. Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, who's against critical race theory, who also could make an argument for law and order. You know, in Providence, the ATV riders are sympathetic. You know, they're just these poor kids that have nothing to do, and blah, even though we know it's nonsense. Where were ATVs not allowed to go into? Cranston. What city doesn't allow ATV riders? Warwick. No, no, no. These are... The, the, the Democrat primary for governor and a lot of the issues in the state that Governor McKee is immersed in, they're progressive left Democrat policies that don't play outside of Providence. Mayor Alorza, listen, you got to allow the ATV riders, so we'll just put in speed bumps. There's no speed bumps in Cranston. There's no speed bumps in Warwick. Wrong. Here's a better idea. How about they're not allowed? Now, I also want to play. He was on his game last night, and I was cheering him on. It is about time Tucker Carlson talked about homelessness, and he is getting criticized for it. He is 100% on the money. Listen to last night. Tucker Carlson talking about the homeless. It's not complicated at all. It couldn't be simpler. Politicians are making it much easier to be a homeless drug addict in the United States and much harder to be a law-abiding member of the middle class. What's the effect? Well, let's see. The middle class is dying, and we don't have record numbers of drug-addicted vagrants. What does that tell you? It tells you that incentives work. If you destroy the nuclear family, which they have, if you decriminalize drugs, which they have, if you hand out tents and needles to addicts, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to get more addicts living in tents. That's Again, right. it's not complicated. No. This is not a vexing public policy question that requires the Brookings Institution to investigate. It's not like fixing Social Security. And the solution is as simple as the problem. Here's the solution. Stop putting up with it. That's right. Say no. Yep. No, you can't smoke meth in the park. 
You're not allowed to crap on the sidewalk. Yes. Pull up your pants and get the hell out of here. Right. Go somewhere with lower standards. Good. Head for a place where politicians don't care about their people. Yep. Because we do care. And that's why we're hauling your tent to a landfill and cutting off your checks today. You are a drug addict. Get a job or leave. This is our city. You are not allowed to wreck it. You didn't build it. 100% right. When all those people did the big sleep out at the state house and Governor McKee folded, first he let them camp out. Secondly, well, we're going to create the Hobo Hotel. The Nilo's now a homeless hotel. Here's a better idea. Hey, screw. They're lucky it wasn't Governor Juan up there. Hey, knock down that tent. Beat it. Scram. No more. I'm ho- homeless is the buzzword for no accountability. Homeless means you can have a drinking problem, you can steal, you can be a drug addict. Because you know what the progressive left, like Tierra Max says? Every time they do something wrong, society failed them. That's, the, that's their version. Just like those idiots that were sleeping out at the state house. Every time they, that, that degenerate animal that killed that poor 24-year-old girl on the West Coast, the UCLA student, stabbed her for no reason, walked out of the store. You know what the progressive left, the Tierra Mac, the Matt Browns, the AOCs, you know what they say? He's not to blame. Society failed him. See, in their world, there's no accountability. None. He is exactly right. That's how they should handle the homeless people. Homeless encampment. Listen, you're trespassing. What part of this don't you understand? I just want to be in my tent and shoot up and, you know, as he says, and take a dump on the sidewalk. Beat it. Scram. That's the way you treat that. What did Governor McKee, and we're going to have more housing, and we're going to buy them the tents, and we're going to have safe injection centers. Cave, 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 pander, pander, pander. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You talk to most people, they agree with me. You talk to most people in private, they agree with Tucker Carlson. But people are afraid because the progressive left and the whole whole crowd that starts screaming every time. If I say anything about homeless, they all come after you in social media. How about a little compassion? See, if you're homeless, you can do anything. You can rob. You can steal. You can have a drinking problem. You can have a drug problem. You can sexually molest and assault people because you're homeless. That's all it becomes. There's no accountability with it. Homelessness now equals no responsibility and no accountability. None. It's a license. It's truly a license to seal. He is absolutely right. Well, we're going to sleep out at the state house for, for what? Beat it. Shouldn't have allowed it. McKee, no, 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 let them. What did McKee do when that lady came charging into the press conference? No, 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 let her talk. Oh, my God. We don't want to offend anybody. The weakness is pathetic. He is exactly right. What is Governor McKee doing? Well, you know, we're going to open the injection centers and we're going to allow the illegals to drive. And, you know, we got to get more tents. Are we going to get these people into hotels? It's like, have you completely lost your blanking mind, Governor? I have a better idea. You see all those help wanted signs? Start assigning these people jobs. This is ludicrous what's going on right now. This is, you know, and Cicilline's part of that. And McKee is part of that. And Matos is one of the, oh, you know, architects of it. All right, next hour, a lot more to get into. Um, Folks, next hour is radio only. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, where you can listen online at the website, DePetro.com. What I mean by that is everyone on Facebook Live, we're going to do Facebook later tonight, but you can listen on the radio. Don't miss next hour. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Another full hour to go. We'll be back on the other side.